This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. Francis has taken up his old hobby of using Holy Days to lambast his perceived enemies, which always are within the church, not outside her walls. It never fails, really, and I'm glad I waited a few days to bring you his words here because, honestly, it's easier to bring them to you in a dispassionate way by waiting a few days instead of just bringing you a gut-based, emotion-driven reaction. But Francis used his Ash Wednesday sermon to slam anyone who is being ideologically driven in the church. You know who and what he means by that. It's a statement that he released on the heels of a meeting he had with Cardinal Roach that has driven a lot of strange rumors in the church in the aftermath of his release of his latest undermining of the traditional liturgy and sacraments of the church, and by extension of the authority of the same bishops, that he claims to care so much about that he was willing to foist this whole vision of synodality on everyone. Let's get a closer look at this story together, which comes from one of the most mainstream Catholic news sites in the English-speaking world. Headline from the National Catholic Register. Pope Francis, the gospel is not a political party, an ideology, a club. The Pope called it sad to see the church operate as if it's just a parliament, when it's really a community of men and women who believe in and proclaim Jesus Christ, guided by the Holy Spirit, not their own reason. Okay, remember folks, if Francis talks about anything a lot, it's unity. He's clearly concerned about the de facto schism in the church, whether it's what he perceives to be a trad versus everyone else schism, or the German bishops versus the Roman curious schism. He's very aware that there are divisions within the church and that the church is on the road to some formal schism. But here he's clearly talking about Catholics, whose only crime is wanting the same faith and liturgy of our ancestors and being very vocal about it. From the article, quote, Pope Francis said Wednesday that the traditions of the church should not be based on opinion or ideological leanings, but on whether they favor the proclamation of the gospel. Everything in the church must be conformed to the requirements of the proclamation of the gospel, not to the opinions of the conservatives or the progressives, but to the fact that Jesus reaches the people's lives, he said February 22nd, Ash Wednesday. Francis asked, when there are ideological divisions in the church, such as an identification as conservative or progressive, where is the Holy Spirit? Be careful, he warned. The gospel is not an idea. The gospel is not an ideology. The gospel is a proclamation that touches the heart and makes the heart change. You are making the gospel a political party, an ideology, a club. The Pope's weekly general audience took place in a full Paul VI hall on Ash Wednesday, the first day of the penitential Lenten season. Speaking to pilgrims from around the world, he said, every choice, every use, every structure and tradition of the church is to be evaluated on the basis of whether they favor the proclamation of Christ. In this way, the Spirit sheds light on the path of the church, always. In fact, he is not only the light of hearts, he is the light that orients the church. He brings clarity, helps to distinguish, helps to discern, he said. This is why it is necessary to invoke him often. Let us also do so today at the beginning of Lent. End quote. So to be clear, He's saying the traditional faith is not good for proclaiming the gospel or proclaiming Christ. Just to be clear here, he chose to send that message on Ash Wednesday, meaning he's hoping his words will spur you, the faithful Catholic, to interior conversion to his worldview and 
for you to do penance for the great crime of holding to the same faith as your great-grandparents. Ash Wednesday was the day after his issuing further restrictions to the Latin Mass, or reiterating them by stripping bishops of the power to keep the peace in their own dioceses on liturgical matters. But Francis's statements get even worse. He implies, rather heavily, that all of these quote-unquote institutes and fraternities lack the Holy Spirit and are thus not of God. Quote, Pope Francis asked everyone to think about whether they pray often to the Holy Spirit, or if they only speak to Jesus and the Father, or invoke the Virgin Mary and the saints in their prayers. Because as church we can have well-defined times and spaces, well-organized communities, institutes, and movements, but without the Spirit, everything remains soulless, he said. The organization is not enough. It is the Spirit who gives life to the church. The church, if it does not pray to him and invoke him, closes in on itself in sterile and exhausting debates, in wearisome polarizations, while the flame of the mission is extinguished, he added. The Pope called it sad to see the church operate as if it is just a parliament, when it is really a community of men and women who believe in and proclaim Jesus Christ guided by the Holy Spirit, not their own reason. The Spirit makes us go out, urges us to proclaim the faith in order to confirm ourselves in the faith, to go on mission, to discover who we are, he said. That is why the Apostle Paul recommends, do not quench the Spirit. See 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. Let us pray to the Spirit often. Let us invoke him. Let us ask him every day to kindle his light in us, he urged. Let us do this before each encounter, to become apostles of Jesus with the people we find. End quote. Thanks, Francis. Obviously, a lot of what he says there is true. People should invoke the Holy Spirit in their prayers. People should ask to be guided by the Spirit of God in our discernment of the life of the church. But what if that discernment process and those prayers takes us further into actual tradition? Francis refuses to address the problems traditional Catholics see in the current order in the church, and instead just pushes to marginalize through words and actions those voices he finds so objectionable. Here he's telling us that we're basically faithless and have replaced our faith with stale traditions of men that do not glorify God. And you know what the Bible says about traditions of men? If you want to know how much he truly dislikes the traditional faith, he just made it abundantly clear. Which is why this story here is so confusing now. A website called Caminante Wanderer is reporting that Francis told Cardinal Roach that this new document would be the last act against the traditional mass. File this under unverifiable rumor and don't take it as confirmation that come April 3rd, there will be no further restrictions against the Latin Mass. I report this to you to show you the confusion in the church and to prepare you for all possible scenarios. With that disclaimer, headline from Caminate Wanderer, Pope Francis's Rescript on the Traditional Liturgy. The piece mostly summarizes all the things we've heard about Francis's document issued by Roach, that it reemphasizes Traditionus Custodis, takes away from the bishops the right to invoke Canon 87, the Code of Canon Law, to protect their dioceses. You, at this point, probably know the basic details. But then we get this, quote, My reconstruction is the following. Yesterday, February 20th, Cardinal Roach had an audience with Francis, as reported by the Holy See itself. He went in search of an apostolic constitution and came up with a rescript. 
The Holy Father told him that he will not sign any new restrictive documents on the traditional liturgy and granted him one more small adjustment to the provisions of Traditionis Custodis that will change little or nothing to what has already been legislated, end quote. What does that mean in plain English? Well, that means that Cardinal Roach wanted that rumored apostolic constitution that would further limit the Latin Mass in diocesan parishes, possibly to include ending Sunday Masses in the traditional form, as that's what one thread of this rumor had said, as well as ending Reverend Novus Ordo Masses, the ones that actually look Catholic, thereby and also forcing the FSSP priests to con-celebrate the new Mass and offer it in their parishes, and a few other draconian and frankly immoral restrictions, but apparently Francis said no. That's if you believe the report. We will all find out, because on the other side of the rumor are reports saying that indeed on April 3rd a new document is coming that does in fact do all those things I just described. I only tell you about these rumors now because you're probably going to be bombarded by people who report things as facts that are in fact just rumors. You'll see this from your friends on Facebook or wherever else. So be aware of them, be prepared for a worst case scenario, and get ready to face some tough questions about your mass choices and your own perception of the crisis in the church and how far you are willing to go down the rabbit hole of resisting Rome. This is the nature of the diabolic disorientation in the church at the present time. There are no clear answers. No clear directives and no clear truths, unfortunately, in all of this. Now I have to ask, are you surprised that Francis would slam the sheep he's supposed to be shepherding on Ash Wednesday? <laughs> do these words from him ever stop stinging? Do they say more about him than they do about us? And what do you make of that rumor? Should it be dismissed? Do you think it's accurate that we're done with these liturgical battles for the time being? Or should we just brace for a holy week's smashing of the mass? Let me know what you think of all this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. As does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.